0: This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. Jason Wright, in control of the audio engineer and always in charge of our mothership. And hello to you, world. This is the show that will change your life. Please check into us at mx3.vip, our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at mx3podcast. And of course, always email us info at mx3.vip. And thank you for tuning in again today as we continue on our process and journey of personal growth and where we were yesterday and how we're going to be something better today and tomorrow, of course. And it leads me back a little bit to my youth, to my children's youth, and, and of course now to my grandson's youth. And that's what I'm talking about today is investing in our youth. And frankly, right now, on some of the things that I observe as I go to the ball fields and the schoolhouses, investing in our youth is may not be a thing of the past, but it's very, very close. And actually, it's very, very disturbing. Now, <clears throat> as I grew up as a youth, I was very, very fortunate. And, and, I, and I say I was very, very fortunate. I think a lot of kids were very fortunate that the people that we were around, the coaches, the teachers, the boys and girls club directors, the the, the folks that ran the leagues, the football, the baseball, the basketball. The thing I remember most about those days is those people may have not been the best coach they may have not been the most organized, but those people had their hearts and their desire, their passion. They were all in it and their character was great. And their focus, and I'm just going to focus on boys for a minute. Their focus was not only to make us better ball players to but to make us better boys, make us gentlemen, make us men. And I and I feel that from virtually all of my experience. There's always something that doesn't go exactly the way you want. But, you know, I can name off virtually every coach that I've ever had and in, in every sport that I ever played, from football, baseball, basketball, uh, soccer, uh, on the track team, what, whatever it was. And a lot of those coaches I have kept in touch with and had relationships with, still do have relationships with, with and 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 had had involvement with them until the day they died, because some of them are no longer with us, and my children have had relationships with them, and unfortunately, because we'll just take we'll take my son, for example, uh now, I coached him all the way up till his high school days and in all the sports, and just like I coached my daughter in softball. And was always involved in her activities, and 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 their their coaches and their the people that were around them, hey they were good, and and they had a whole lot of uh, interest in helping these young folks, but you didn't see quite as much passion, as I felt that I know I received. When I was growing up in my youth days and even in my high school days, because those coaches, those coaches made men out of us. And some of the things that they put us through and some of the some of the circumstances and, and situations that we were put into, I still lean on to this day. And unfortunately, along the way, uh, as my children prospered into their high school days, We had to go outside of the school system to continue to try to get those experiences. And so I think about what I got to experience. I think about what my children was able to receive. And then I come to today's baseball fields, soccer fields, football fields, et cetera, et cetera. The 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 tennis courts, what what whatever it is and whatever your child is into. And as I now set in these stands. Because at one time I was on the field, and at one time I was the coach, and now I'm just the grandfather sitting in the stands watching these young boys get out there on the field and play. And it is a very, very difficult, challenging thing to go watch a youth sports activity today, boys and girls, because... The organization, number one, is at an absolute zero. I will give it a 5% just because they showed up. And I know showing up is a whole lot of the deal. But 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 what they do and the disorganization, the fact that they don't, I don't want to say all of them, but I'm going to tell you the 80-20 rule is in big time effect right now on youth sports. And 80% of them don't care. Eighty percent of them are out there so that their child can get and do what they want. They are very, very selfish when it comes to that situation and 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 it is so difficult. You go over, you look at the coach, don't know the coach and i and the coaches that I'm talking about today on this show, I don't know their names right now, and I don't know their children's names right now, but I can guarantee you I can put those children with their parents and their parents are the coaches. You can identify which coach's kid is wherever he's at. Batting first, hit playing shortstop, head quarterback, brings down the basketball. I'm not even talking about those situations. I'm talking about how they just baby these kids. And you know exactly which child belongs to which parent. i am said it again, but it is so obvious. And when I go, I do not ask my daughter, whose kid is that? Whose kid is this? I just sit back and I observe and I can pinpoint which child belongs to which parent. And you can then see how well you were at identifying that situation by watching them walk off to the car together. And it is frankly, ladies and gentlemen, adults, it is disgusting. You show up, you have no idea what you're doing. Hey, I appreciate the volunteer, but you know, back in my day, back in, the, back in the 1970s when I was growing up, all these coaches, they were volunteer volunteers as well. And as my children were in those activities, those were volunteers as well as, as what you are today. They're always volunteers. They're not paid positions, and which makes it even worse. Because when you don't get paid, it, it's, it's easy to go out and do something when you get paid. Matter of fact, but a whole lot of us make it difficult because we don't want to get up and go to work every day, even though we are getting paid. But when you get an opportunity to be involved in a child's life, a child that's not even yours, the day you walk up to that field, you don't even know who that kid is. But for a couple hours a week, for a couple of months, you get to be a major influence in their life. And I'm going to tell you, the adults, the women, and the children in this country that we live in right now are failing with that opportunity. You do not cherish what, the, what, what, what you have an opportunity to do because you don't know what these children have at home. Maybe, maybe you do know. Maybe that makes it even worse that you not care, but you don't know what they have at home. You don't know their circumstances. You don't know how they are whenever they get to the schoolhouse, but you know who they are whenever they show up at your field. As I always said, And I always told this in the very first meeting of when I met the children and the players and their parents, this is your kid, you're on the birth certificate, but when they walk through the gate, they're my kid and I will cultivate them and take care of them like they're my own for the next two hours. And you have to believe and understand and respect that. And if you do, your kid will leave my presence as a better person. Your kid will leave my presence as a growth opportunity to go to the next level. And not saying that I did it the right or wrong way, but I know that the way I did it, we got a lot of results. And there's a lot of other people that were doing it that way as I was coaching in the coaching ranks. And there was a whole lot of people doing it that way as I was growing up uh, with the coaches that I was around as a youth. I'm going to tell you, 80% of us don't do that anymore. The most disorganized thing I ever saw basically was this week. As I attended one of my grandson's baseball game, it was incredible how these dads go on the field, and and there was a female in the dugout. But frankly, I'm going to tell you, she was doing the best she could do. She's baby basically babysitting uh, seven year olds because there was no organization. There was there was nobody uh, trying to teach the seven year old how to become an eight year old. Uh, they were treating these seven year olds more like they were four and five year olds, but. The lady, she wasn't doing a bad job. She's putting the line together. She's trying to get organization. She was trying to get them out the dugout. But when they walked out of the dugout, there were half a dozen guys on the field that had no clue who little Johnny was, had no clue what was going on. There was nobody warming anybody up. There was nobody sitting down here with a line of kids ready to take some batting practice. There was no kids fielding any ground balls, except for the kids who had daddies in the stands who walked out on the field, and all they did was identify with their child. And it is exactly, exactly how you don't do things. I am very, very fortunate, like I say, that I got to grow up in a very good environment, a loving home where my parents were involved. I watched uh, my parents coach my my sisters. I was on uh, in, involved in, in, in uh, sports where the coaches ca- cared about you when you showed up. And they still care about me today. And I can assure you that some of the coaches on this team that I've watched this week have no clue who half of the kids' names even are. They don't know if they're from this town or this town. They don't know if they go to this school or this school. And back in those days, we knew everything. You knew the parents' names. I was asking I was asking my child, my daughter, um what is that person's name i don't know what is that person's name i, I don't even know who their kid is and why what well, we, we've we never really had any organizational meetings to discuss all these things well why aren't you involved well whenever my child got stuck on this team they said they already had it all that figured out frankly they didn't they weren't anywhere close now as <clears throat> what i do is i've been coaching my daughter and my son-in-law in the stands So that they're prepared on the next go round to get out there and do it themselves. See, when you sit here and you get on a rant like I've been on or I am on, and you're not willing to go out and and cut cut some of the grass yourself, you really can't complain how the yard looks when you pull up into the church house every Sunday. But nevertheless, when you're willing to go out there and do it, and you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, if you will, then you can say what you want to say. And I've done it. I've cut the teeth and I've walked all those lines. And I'm very proud to say that a whole bunch of kids come up to me on a regular basis and call me coach Mike to this day. And I'm very proud to say that a whole lot of little girls, well, not little girls, they're elder girls. They're now mamas and, and have children just like my daughter does. And I'm very proud for them to come up and, 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 call me Mr. Wright because they remember me being in the back room at the dance competitions, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not trying to say that I'm, I'm special. I'm not trying to say anything. What I am trying to point out to you is not only was I doing those things, but other people was as well. And, I, and, 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 and my parents and the parents that of the kids that I played with, they all did it too. And we have just fallen off the face of the earth when it comes to an opportunity to influence a youth. And I, and I know during my day, I got the opportunity to influence youth. And I would say most of them I have was able to make a mark on them. And today, it, it's just like nobody cares. I mean, you can tell by the way they walked through the dugout. Now, my grandson, proper attire, shirt tucked in, belt, stirrups, cleats. He looked the part. And that's why actually he plays very well. Because he knows that the first sign of going out and being successful is looking the part. Because he's been taught and, and preached that uh, from everyone that's around him in our family that, that, that knows how you do those things. We got kids walking in this dugout that have no clue what they're doing. They might have on a pink sock and a purple sock. It is just unfortunate. Because, see, these children, they don't know. As I always say with youth sports, especially when you get into select sports, but with any sport, whether it's recreational down the street at the local park or at the local ball field. Most of the sports are about the parents. The parents have to be committed to making their, getting their child to the games, making their child be prepared, getting their child mentally ready. It all starts with that child in the moment they get up. It don't start when they walk through the gate because they already may be mentally spent due to the fact of some of the unfortunate circumstances that they have to deal with at the house on the way in the car on the way to the game to the ball game whatever it be to the 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 dance competition the the tennis match the golf tournament whatever you, wherever it is your your child is participating in they're already defeated when they get there because of the circumstances that they currently live under and i know not everybody has the best circumstances but some of the nicest cleanest well put together children that i have ever been around were the kids who came from a very, very small means, their mamas and their daddies may have not made the most money in town, but they had a lot of pride. They had a lot of self-esteem. They had a lot of character. And when they showed up, they were ready to go. And it wasn't because they had $40 million in the bank. They probably had barely enough to get to the end of the week, as so many of us do. What we're doing right now in America at least 80 for 80% of us, is we're missing out on opportunities to cultivate the future. See, when you're 54 years old like I am, when you're 40 years old, when you're 60, year old, 60 years old, you may already be set in your ways. Now, you can still grow, and we, we teach and preach that on this show, and we teach and we do it all the time. But most of the time, we're just stuck in our ways. 80% of us don't give a flip. I am who I am. I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. I gossip. I'm going to continue to do those things because that's who I am. That's what I know. And it must be okay because I've been doing it for 50 years. That's the that's the approach we take. All right? It's easy to sit in stands and, and gripe and bicker and moan about what you see. So some of you need to get off your tails and get out there and start making a difference. And those of you who are already on the field, go home. Look yourself in the mirror and say, did I do the best I could do this evening with these children that I just got an opportunity to influence? See, you think we send all these kids to school and and so many of us do and let the schoolhouse raise them. You get the same opportunity, except you get to do it even at a better clip because, see, you're required to go to school. They're not required to be in your presence. They're not required to be on your team. They're not required to be under your influence. It's a privilege for you to get to do that. And we are failing and we are grossly failing in a big time way. And we have an opportunity to do something. Then tomorrow's leaders are today's youth. And we just don't, we just pass them up. We just put them on down the road. The, the, um, um, ad- adoption rates, are not where they used to be. Uh, the, the foster children rates are down. They're low. There's so many single-parent families going on. And what all that tells you is, is that when you get some of these children in your presence as a leader, that's what you signed up to do when you said, I'll coach the team. When you get these kids in your presence, that's when you have to take advantage of the opportunity to make them a better person, to make them a better item going into society, make them a better third grader. Make them a better fifth grader. Make them a better brother when they get home. Because a lot of these kids, boys and girls, they might be the person that has to raise the other children. They might be the ones that have to make sure they get dressed up in the morning. So show them some pride and some confidence and ego. And and I'll tell you what the number one thing is that most kids are looking for, and that's just a little bit of attention. And if you show them some attention, you can suck them right in and you can teach them whatever you want to teach them. You have to consider this, and then you have to go out and do it and if you're not going to give it one hundred percent and there is no such thing I'm telling you right now there's no such thing as one hundred and ten percent there's no such thing as a hundred and one percent if you're not giving a hundred percent all the time, that means you're giving ninety percent or somewhere below a hundred. so when you hear people say, "I give one hundred and ten percent," that tells me that they don't always give a hundred percent because they had some left in the tank. see so there's no number above a hundred when you're talking about percentiles so you have to give 100% all the time. And yes, you have bad days. And you get up and you don't feel like it. And you know the little snotty-nosed kid that's going to be walking through the dugout that's always in a bad attitude and you got to milk him along. Maybe it's because you haven't done enough milking early on in the stage. Maybe it's because you didn't do enough on those first few days to get their attention. And here we are a month into the season and you still have not done anything to influence them to become a better child, a better person, a better ball player, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The youth fields... The youth courts, the piano lessons, whatever it is, the cheerleader competitions, whatever it is your child does, rides horses, I don't know, it's all of it, whatever it is, you have an opportunity to influence the youth, and influencing the youth influences influences the world. We all know that the best leaders in the world come from the United States of America, or they basically have for a long, long time. Maybe we've been caught in a lot of those territories and a lot of those categories, excuse me, but I'm still a believer in this country. It's still the greatest place to live in the world. And until you've been somewhere else outside of the confines of our borders and boundaries, you probably don't realize that you take it for granted. And I have as well too. Please understand that when you have a child in your presence, including another kid, just coming to visit your child in your house, they want to spend the night take advantage of that opportunity cuz then you get them for 12 hours to influence what they may become tomorrow we are taking this for granted we're not taking it serious we are not where we should be when it comes to this and we are on an avalanche and we're going down a hill and there is it is out of control and until we take seriousness until we become professional You have to become a professional volunteer. Right now, we're not. And it's a sad, sad deal. And for those of us who feel like we know how things should be done, and everybody has an opinion, but I feel certain that I know how it should be done because of the results that I have been able to get with youth in my entire time of being able to coach. We are failing, and we're failing at a great clip, and that has to stop. And it's got to go the other direction. It can't go much farther because we're almost to the bottom right now. If you are a volunteer, thank you. And thank you very much. If you're a volunteer and you're out there for your only child, shame on you. If you're out there and you're a volunteer and you're only doing it for whatever other reasons, shame on you. If you don't know every kid on that team and at least their mama's name, bad deal. Go get involved in the youth, especially if you have children. Go get involved in the youth and change someone's life. Go get involved in the youth and change our country's life. Money, motivation, and Mike. We're always here. We have our opinions, and those opinions mainly are mine. We try to bring a lot of facts to you, and today you may think all this is opinions, and and frankly, they are my opinions. But some of the things that I've talked about, some of the numbers I've discussed, some of the... Actual facts of going to a ball field, those are all real deal. That's real life, and it's disgusting. You can always find us at mx3.vip. You can always email us info at mx3.vip. And always check out our YouTube channel.com forward slash at mx3podcast. For everyone who's been a part of this, until we see you next time, live your life the right way.